John. How's I do. It, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. I yeah, it's been uh, too long, if you ask me. Um, I'm really grateful you're able to carve out time. I know you're an extremely busy guy, and we were talking about that a bit before we started hitting recording today. Um, I appreciate the beer, and I'm looking forward to this. So thanks for doing the show again. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm stoked to be here. I mean, the first time around, it was, uh, it was sweet, but I mean, it was on Zoom. Um, there was less beer involved, so I mean, yeah, more beer involved sounds good. Yeah, yeah, right on. Always. So take me through, at the beginning of kind of the pandemic and how it started roughly a couple months in was when we chatted the first time i believe yeah yeah, yeah. it was just just fresh like yeah. yeah so what i'm wondering you said there was a there was like uh there was a challenge of being able to get parts and everything and stuff in stock for the store but at the same time you were saying the good of the pandemic kind of made everybody steer towards going outside and biking <laughs> so your people yeah, were funneling yeah. in your shop um yeah, it's um, that's a complicated one. I can, I can kind of swear on this thing, right? Like, yeah, it's it's kind it's of shit. It's an easy way to put <laughs> it. Um, so for those who don't know, uh, if you haven't met me, um, I have a bike shop. I have a bike shop and I have a skateboard shop. Um, <coughs> my bike shop is also kind of um, it also has a coffee shop attached to it, and my skateboard shop also has a barber shop attached to it. So as far as everything is going, kind of crazy because mm-hmm. barber shops closed down with most of the COVID, and the bike shop. Um, everyone keeps coming up and saying the same thing, right? It's Oh my god! It must be so great because everyone's trying to buy bikes right now. It's like must be amazing because like you must be. It must be so profitable and like, oh man! It's like every time that conversation comes up, which is multiple times a day. Right now, yeah, dude. It's like <laughs> it's like all right, man. You got you got something to write down here because like it's gonna be a, this is a, a basically a lecture. Yeah, but it's a long. From being honest, the long and short of it, um, you know, you think supply and demand. The reason that things go up is supply levels go low and demand goes up. Mm-hmm. So. The demand is like 400 times what it could be, and the supply is like, when you say like, you know, the supply is low, there's mm-hmm. the supply is low, and then there's no fucking supply. And we're like, no supply. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's great, man. Lots of people are coming and looking for bikes if I have bikes to sell. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, look at the car lots right now. There's no cars. So, like, it, it's, you know, in, uh, in yeah. the shitty thing about bike world is when you have a mountain bike, let's say, um, a mountain bike is cons- composed of many parts. It's not like a, yeah. like a Honda car, where like Honda makes the engine, Honda makes the body, Honda makes the doors and the windows. Right. A bicycle is made of like, they make the frame, maybe it's Da Vinci, which is my big brand. So mm-hmm. Da Vinci is a Canadian company, they're making the frame. So like, oh, you must be great then, because they're making them right in Quebec. No, no, no. Not the quite. fork comes yeah. from Asia, right? From mm-hmm. RockShock. The uh, drivetrain comes from Taiwan. The tires might come from the States. Yeah. The wheels come from, every one comes from a different company. Now they're all on different lead times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've oh, been yeah. told by SRAM, which is probably the biggest part company in the world, mm-hmm. they're a 900 day lead time. 900 day. That's like freaking four years, dude. Yeah, no kidding, dude. So, like, oh, that's, that's what gross. I mean. So, so, and that doesn't mean that it's taking me 400 day, four, four years, sorry, to get parts. It means that, it means that everything is being pre-allocated up to four years. So I'm ordering stuff for four years from now. And like, so usually we order stuff, you know, four uh, months in advance. But yeah. sometimes we're able to do repeats. People walk in and they go, whoa, why can't you just order me a bike? Well, usually you can order bikes. Yeah, yeah. I'd love yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. So sick, dude. yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> now we're like a six month lead time, or usually yeah. we're like a six month lead time. You order bikes, they come in in the spring, they show up, or skis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, so in this, usually last fall, I ordered for the, this that just passed spring, and nope. the bikes. Some of the bikes showed up, not all of them. Now, in the spring, they yeah. made me order for the next year. 
So that's six months earlier, effectively, mm -hmm. than, than I had usually ordered. Whoa. So that's for, so I placed my order for 2022 yeah. at the beginning of 2021. Now I get through the halfway through the season yeah. this year, I've already placed orders for 2023. So <laughs> I have ordered every bike I'm going to be able to get for the next three years already. Come on. So it's, it's, that's what I mean. People are like, Hey, ah, it's it's stressful, great. Like, Oh yeah. It's stressful. It's yeah. Right. Like, um, you know, we're, we're right now I've got, luckily I've mm -hmm. got more bicycle tires than any shop or distributor in Canada right now. I've got a lot of tires, but how do you get tires? You gotta buy them. So where's the cash flow go? My cash flow is all tied up in my tires. So we're like, John, things must be so busy. I'm still driving that $3,000 Honda Element, right? Like, yeah. It's because it's I bought a bunch of bike tires, dude, <laughs> right? Because I can't buy bike tires next year. So I don't know. It's like, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, a pandemic, it's crazy. Everything's crazy. I mean, it could be worse. It could be a bar. Um, bar's been shut down. Or it could be a barbershop. I have yeah. a barbershop. Barbershop. <laughs> yeah, if you got three other things <laughs> yeah. you can fall but, back on if you will. But, uh, so. but the like the bike shop, I mean, it's great. We love it. We love doing what we're doing. Um, but it's been something that you can't be taught. Um, it was a lot of risks, a lot mm -hmm. of gambling uh, to try to figure out the right way to do it. Right. So far, so good. But like, you know, the story hasn't been written yet. Like, we'll see, you know. We'll do this again next year, and you can ask me the same question. Let's Perfect. See I, let's see if I lose my mind. Perfect. So uh, I'll tread lightly too when I break <laughs> yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, tread lightly with that one. That's a, <laughs> good a one to start points. with. Yeah. <laughs> so how has um, how has that like the pandemic and everything changed from the beginning to the end? Like, is it just oh, yeah, those supply? That's all you got less yeah. and less stuff. It's just the more right? goes. That's and, it. But um, the, the thing that is nice is that. People now are a lot more accommodating, right? Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the pandemic, um, when everything was going crazy and the supply started going low, yeah. people were like, what do you mean? How are you out of bikes? Just order more bikes, man. And like, they didn't quite get it, but now, and, and I mean reasonably yeah. so. Like, 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 it's, not, it's not their fault, yeah. because when's the last time you, like, you, know, you go to a car lot and you say, I want to buy a car, I have $100,000, I'd like to buy a car. And they go, yeah, I can't sell you one. And they go, no, but you don't understand. I have a hundred thousand dollars cash. I want to buy a car. And they go, well, I don't have money. Like, when's that ever happened? It's no one's ever. No one's been told no. No when you have money, cash in hand. No. But like, people are getting used to that now. Yeah. People are getting used to not being able to get stuff online. So yeah. They're starting to come into the shops. We're seeing a lot more. Um, you know, people just communicating with the local shops, yeah. supporting the local shop, understanding when we're like, we're really talking about, hey man, listen, we need to change this early so that your parts don't break. Because if your parts break, you're out of bike for a year. So people are starting yeah. to, you know, understand kind of where we're coming from. And it gives us a lot of opportunity to help people. Yeah, that's um, cool. But it's, yeah. It's very unique, like, micro opportunities in those moments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, it's, yeah. We have great, I mean, we have great relationships with our customers. Our customers are amazing to us. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, last 18 months been crazy. It's been a trip. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know, because, um. Something that I find is really cool about whether it be podcasting or whether it be anything of a media realm that makes that draws people towards it is that the ability to be authentic and unique and have a kind of your own separate like whether it be brand or niche or whatever something that makes you stand out. Yeah. Um, there's too many people trying to be like other people. It's like the thing with fan pages, right? Yeah. It's like you're not actually that person. Yeah, you're just pretending you know, to be that person. Yeah. You're pretending to be the people, the group of people that like that person. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it draws a lot of attention, but at the same time, not unique, not authentic. Nobody cares about like the you or nobody knows the you. So with a lot of, um, I think some bike shops, I could have just not been aware of this. 
um, opened during COVID. I'm not going to say their names, but I thought there was one on the Kingsway that opened up. Docs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you want to say their name, you say their hey, name. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, oh, hey. I won't do you like that. I want to knock some competition and <laughs> mention their name. No, no, no. But, they're good guys. Okay, that's good to hear. But um, with people like um, Docs, for example, and um, other shops and stuff like that, opening up and trying different things, how do you stay unique and authentic during and like still be able to grow a business during a time of people opening things up and a lot more engagement and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, so there's a couple things to remember here. So we opened five years ago this last July. So we're not super old, but I've been in, I was in a business before or worked at a shop that had been around 25 years. Yeah. So you see that, you see how they did things and how I'm doing things now. Pandemic changes everything. Facts. So, and not to say, if, I can't speak for dogs because I don't really, like I, I know Chris and I know a couple of those guys, um, but I, like, I don't know them on a business level. Right. But um, you see this with pot shops right now, you see this with bike shops, you see a lot of things where the industry is super hot yeah. and because it's super hot, everyone wants it. Right, because right? it's super lucrative business. So like, Very. oh my god, look at this! Like, if I bought five hundred bikes, if you could get them, you could sell them, <laughs> and you can yeah. make money. Oh my god! And like, it it's, it becomes a you know they're they're just trying to pick up new new yeah. fans, trying to get new stuff on the door so that they can turn it really quick and make a quick buck. Um, the unfortunate thing with that is, as far as like sustainable community stuff, right? Like, I hope Doc sticks around because they're doing yeah. a great job. But like, it nothing to say they will like you know having a year or two saying that you know they, they killed it for a couple of years i hope that they decide to stick around with that right. um it, it's not an easy business the bike no world, right? you know the, the constant joke is uh how do you become a million a millionaire in the bike industry it's, we'll start with we'll start with two million dollars right and like it, you don't you don't make a lot of money in the bike world right <laughs> no, so like this year and last year you know we're, we're starting to <laughs> we're selling some bikes but we're not yeah. like you're not making lots of money right? mm -hmm. i'm driving around in my little Honda Element, you know. Hey man, I like, <laughs> I like what you wrote up in today. Yeah, my, my e-bike, right? Like, trying to save our gas. Like, we're not we're not making tons of money, um, but it, I could see how it would be lucrative. So, how do I how do I compete with that? I don't. Right? I, I do what we're doing, and they do what they're doing. The cool thing, um, like they're bringing on a lot of a new younger audience, which is which is amazing, which is super cool. Um, what we've been doing from the ground up is yeah. we're mountain bikers, road cyclists, uh, community support. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're I mean. What we're doing is timeless, so right. we just keep staying, keep doing what we're doing, and I mean, if it ain't broke, right? About it. Yeah. So, I remember you saying um, you started in uh, like when you worked in a business similar to the one you kind of created for yourself. Now, yeah. you were working out west. So well, I started in Sudbury at Pinnacle, yeah, and then I moved out west and worked at shop, yes. yeah, and then came back and opened a shop. So refresh my memory, please, if you will. Um, Whereabouts out west? In Revelsville. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I knew it was in BC before. Yeah, um, interior. Yeah. So, when I went out west last summer, or last, it was like the last week of September, the first week of October. Anyway, so I went with three buddies and our good friend Alex um, from the gym, and he, the five of us, ridiculous. The disgusting smells in the car. Anyways, but <laughs> side thing, I just worth mentioning, irrelevant, but again, worth mentioning. Um, we went out, and when we were out west, we were like, hey, our goal, we want to go mountain biking. But, like, not just mountain biking, but, like, we want to experience it, right? Oh, yeah. So we go to I Squamish. Like oh, dude. <laughs> dude, let me tell you. I'm the most, and, like, by far, 
of the group of five of us, not just the most like athletic, because that's a very broad term, very umbrella term, um, but the most like equipped to do that type of thing. You've been biking before, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, like right? a lot yeah. Yeah. before. So I'm used to it. I'm used. To, I'm like, okay, and I know what I know what I'm in for yeah, yeah. to an extent, right? Like I, it met my expectations of it didn't nothing caught me off guard. Yeah, dude. We were getting in like just shy of fist fights on the hill because of how exhausted some of them were. Of course, man. They're it's, just so frustrated dude, with it. It sucks like, to suck. And that's yeah, something it does. that like especially biking. So this last year we started a race team, uh, called the circus. Mm -hmm. And we started playing around with that quite a bit. Nice. And we last winter we started training on indoor trainers. And taking it pretty seriously. Good. Took it pretty seriously and took on to the summer and then usually in the summer people get off their indoor trainers and start riding outside. Right. We were like, you know what? We're gonna stay on our indoor trainers and train all summer and ride bikes. All of a sudden, I was having more fun. And what you realized is the training makes the riding better. And then you get people that go out and they're like, they're exhausted, they're not having any fun, they're at the top of a hill, just beat, right? Yeah. You go home. And like, if you train, you put the time in, you have more fun doing it. But if you decide you're just going to jump on a mountain bike and just shred Squamish, like, in it's Squamish. not going to be any fun. Like, right? the idea That's of the it thing. is great. But like, yeah, you got to put the time in, man. You got to no. put the time in. And it's like, dude, that was, um, like, I was biking a lot with Corey and Devo, like, Devo last summer and Andre around that time. So, me not being on a bike for four days and then going to do that, and the four days being spent getting out there, was the gap. So, I was like, you know, I, I was riding a bunch before leading up, and then we went out west and did that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I've been on a bike, I've ridden a bike a few times. Dude. I remember we're in a Ride Hub Cafe. By the way, looks almost identical to your shop. Yeah. Like, I'm not like layout, brand, and everything, but just the amount of space that's occupied by the shop and the cafe. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, right? So, we enter the shop, and I'm the guy's going through the maps with me, right, on trail forks and stuff. And we, not only that, we met the gentleman. So, like, when we came in, there was another guy talking to the guy. And I bumped into him by accident. I was like, oh, sorry, sir, my bad. Uh, and he's like, oh, where are you guys from? And we're like, yeah, we're from, like, well, Sudbury, Ottawa. You know, we're driving up to do this. And he's like, oh, you guys, uh, yeah, you guys um, going to go ride up, uh, ride up the hills? And I'm like, we're going to figure it out, yeah. He's like, oh, right on, right on. Well, enjoy, stay safe. And I'm like, all right, cool. We start riding. Or not start riding, sorry. Check this out. We start talking to the guy, and he's giving me, like, uh, the list. And he's like, of what to go or where to go and whatever. I was always following when I was in the group with Devin, Corey, and Andre, right? Just experience-wise for where we were going. And so they all had trail trail forks. I didn't, or I had it but hadn't signed in and whatever. Anyways, I pull up the app, and he and he goes like, "Oh, you guys ever hold, uh, hear trail forks? You know, like if you have the app, pull the app up." And I was like, "Oh, I got it. I never use it. You know, <laughs> I pull it up and I show you." <laughs> And I was like, and he's showing me, he's like, you're going to take this and you're going to start here. And he's showing me how to use it and everything. I was like, man, this is amazing. He's like, yeah, that guy who just walked out of here invented it. I was like, oh, come on. Cool. I was like, cool. come on. Are you serious? That's and he's like, yeah. I'm like, where'd he go? I like run out the store. I'm like, man, man, I can get him on the pot. <gasps> nah, he was gone. Yeah. But I was like, oh, damn, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's pretty cool. And yeah. that's the cool thing out there, right? Is you, it's weird, you, meet, you meet pro riders. You meet, um, it's where the industry thrives, right? That's where, that's what yeah. all the people who shred and where the, the industry is kind of like growing is going from there. Mm -hmm, right, and it almost starts from there and then works its way east. Yeah, well, it works well of the world from there, Yeah, right? pretty much. So, what was cool though, I remember right at the end of the conversation, he goes, um, 
So he's like, what's your, uh, my buddy Liam walks in. He's like, do you have anybody? Or Alex, sorry, dude, Alex walks in, right? And he goes, so if you've only ever ridden a bike three times as an adult, um, what uh, what trail should we ride on? And he's like, the party you, <laughs> he's like, so he, got, he looks at me and he goes, um, what do you like? Are you kidding? He's like, no. Do you have any advice for advice for like guys? <laughs> they who said, aren't that tell me they said Alex up with training wheels. And the guy goes, no, dude. just he looks at us and he goes, all right, guys, come here, circle up. So we all circle light up, and he's like, let's go outside. So we circle up outside. He's like, okay, sit on your bikes. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. He's just trolling us the whole time, dude. He goes, okay. So these things right here, and we're like, yeah. And he's like, you know what those are? And we're like, is this a trick question? I'm like. Those are your brakes, aren't they? I'm like expecting stuff. <laughs> he's like, yeah, know how to use them. Here's the app, have fun. And I'm like, oh no. Dude, we start pedaling. So the, we got these four and a half inch wide yeah, tires, yeah. right? Like, almost the size of big, big tires, right? <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're pedaling and going, I was like an hour and a half of just pedaling on a road yeah. up a hill just to get to the entrance to the trail. Yeah, yeah. And then we go all the way up again. I'm looking back, I'm like, oh, nobody's here. And then we go up again, and then we start finally hitting trails. And then by the time we got down one, like Alex and my buddy Clarky, they're hating me for saying this, but they almost got into it with me because I was like, guys, like hurry up, like let's go. And they're like, eh, no. I'm like, I hit the bottom of the hill and I go, and then there's this flat that's like a almost like a bridge. It's like two feet wide, but there's mud on either side, and they yeah. both fell in. Like they just couldn't, couldn't go straight. Amazing. I was like, no, it's taking so long. I'm like, Fuck you. I'm like, Ugh. they're mad, dude. Dude, get, it's, okay. And that's the thing about mountain biking. Like, the, more you, the more you do it, the more fun you have. You can definitely get it above your head. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a good sport though. Like in, oh, and out there, you can you can, wrong, you can yeah. definitely get in above your head over there. You can get yourself in some terrain that's un, not only like we do you not feel comfortable walking close. your bike down, but it's unwalkable. Like you can't walk your bike down. You literally just have to ride down. Yeah, you have to ride down. But like, yeah. how do you? You know what I mean? Or like situations where you can't dismount, like where you're it's so steep that you can't safely get off your bike. So you, can, you, you just you have to ride down, yeah. right? Like it's not like on a snowboard or something where you can just slide out and sit on your butt. Like how do you dismount from a bike when it's so steep yeah. you can't dismount? Like you, yeah. you ride down the fucking hill, <laughs> right? Like, like it's, but you got you got to do that. Just it's go. just it's it's cool to be out there and it's cool mm -hmm. to see the terrain. The stuff that's happening in Sudbury here, um, the newer stuff is mm -hmm. like. 10 out of 10 unbelievable like nice oh yeah dude like the, the trail system in town had blown up this last even this last year i'd say the last five have been crazy but this last year like all of a sudden we're hitting six seven foot drops we're hitting this wall rides there's big berms there's crazy stuff what do you attribute that to people like riding bikes i mean covid's great right like everyone's <laughs> everyone's off everyone's out doing stuff yeah but i think it's just timing right except for generally speaking is like five years behind everyone else so yeah. everything just kind of slowly gets here mm -hmm. and what happened, what I saw was people were like, oh, they really wanted to get that like free ride, big bike stuff. They don't want to ride these little cross country bikes in the spandex anymore. So mm -hmm. they bought bigger bikes and they started riding little bigger trails and then yeah. they, they kind of maxed out where the trails were at and they started pushing the trail system for more and more and more. And then all of a sudden we got a couple jumps. And then when we got a couple jumps, it just like unlocked the door to the next thing. And then all of a sudden we got bigger jumps and then we got drops mm -hmm. and then we got, and then guys started building their own stuff. And then, oh, it's like just off the chain now. It's really, really good. Cool. Amazing. Do you have any that you've done the last couple of years or any big things that you're planning on um, that you're willing to share? Like community, pro community projects-wise? No, like community projects-wise or no, events or stuff no. like that? Lots. Everything. All the time. I don't know, man. Um, we're going to ride our bikes lots. Um, 
<laughs> Dude, you should quit the bike shop and take that on the road. Like, take, <laughs> just take it on the road. Like, you're hilarious. No, it's, dude, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, so something kind of cool dude. someone told me one time. Um, <laughs> not going to name the guy. But he said, as soon as you tell someone something, then it changes how you actually approach the whole situation. So, working on a lot of ideas. We're always working on ideas. I mean, mm -hmm. anyone who knows sessions, seen sessions, you guys know, right? Like yeah. we got 900 million things on the go at all times. And we're like, like whether it be like new branding stuff, whether it be collabs with other local businesses, whether nice. it be working with organizations, starting up organizations, yeah. racing, doing everything. We're doing it all at the same time. That's mm -hmm. what I do all day. And as soon as I like talk about something, all of a sudden you have an obligation to that thing. And all of a sudden you're like, uh, you're kind of, you're tied to that thing. And maybe you need to make adjustments to it, but you right. can't really make that adjustment because you've already talked about it. So you have to be careful the amount of things you talk about. Wow. I've learned that. Um, but I, yeah, yeah, there's I lots of cool sure. stuff happening for sure. I, I would sure. say like you, you want to keep an eye on us for the next year. It's going to be a trip, but like nice. it's um, we have a lot of cool things kind of coming on the horizon. I mean, mm -hmm. like even just like like simple stuff. Like we're doing a collab with the local distillery right now. Mm -hmm. So like we're going to do a Christmas collab with them. But like it's nice. it's it, we're doing working on some way bigger projects than that. Stuff that's going to even like transcend the shop. Like oh, just cool, cool big things. I'm looking forward to seeing how that all comes to fruition and stuff yeah. for sure. Now more interested though in the ones that you've done yeah so what are some that you've done that you've been pretty proud of recently like projects we've done i really yeah. like a race team yeah that's lots of fun How, um, why that like what tell me about that like, what it's was that, um like, so starting? it's the rolling circus so it's um we started riding every saturday morning at 6 30 in the morning just me and a couple of my guys and we're out riding, just booting around, just having fun. It mm -hmm. was the way I framed it was a lot of the rides that I do, a lot of the group rides that I do, um, it's all work, right? Like it, this is where a lot of people kind of fall into this, like, hey, oh, it must be so great running a bike shop. But like everything, all of a sudden, your passion is now also your work. So that's kind of the funny thing that also happens. So if I go to a group ride, I'm obligated to bring tools, fix people's bikes, do stuff like just on a generic group ride. So this group ride, six here on Saturday morning, was supposed to be no work, only fun. No, that's it. Just, just a fun, fun ride. And the squirrel catcher, as we call it, as we call it, like the the, the way to gatekeep it. It's just six thirty in the morning on Saturday, so like we invite we invite anyone, and like yeah. ninety percent of people don't show up because it makes sense. They, six thirty in the morning on a Saturday. On a Saturday. <laughs> but we were getting we got enough guys showing up. We're sticking a little more, a little more. Now we're like I don't know, fifteen guys showing up at six thirty in the morning on Saturday. We got twenty five people in the group, and we start racing. We start training. We start training. Now the whole thing, especially in the bike world. Any endurance sport, um, when you're racing at any level, especially the like, you know, weekend warrior level, right? You're like local lopit cross country skiing. You're like, you know, super fun, yeah. uh, you know, mountain bike races. It's like your, it's like your jujitsu in like some dude's club, right? Like it's not like, what are you getting out of winning that? Absolutely, yeah. Like, maybe like a pat on the back. Maybe tops, right? Like Top. not getting Best nothing. case so, scenario. But people take these so seriously. Yeah, they take it super seriously. So we got local races in town here. People take it very, very seriously. They get all trained up. They get all, and sometimes there's some drama that comes along with it. So what we did mm -hmm. is we showed up in a fucking clown suit, full blown clown suit. So uh, guys have seen our jerseys. The jerseys are like a white jersey. They've got suspenders, a bow tie, <laughs> striped arms. They've got a clown smoking a doobie on the front. Um, it's a good time. Just and then full we, rip, eh? And then we take our, uh, our, our like, warm-up pants off, and oh, our God. pants are just circus stripes. Like, yellow, 
uh, red and blue, just stripes, right? Like just circus stripes. The whole pants, Amazing. full spandex. And we're out there doing our thing. I'm like, well, I know we like to think we can do at least okay at a race. We're not trying to win, but we're just trying to have fun. Yeah. And it's the goal is to show people that you don't have to be super aggressive. You don't have to be mean to race. And what we're trying right. to do now is like if we can be good but also be fun. Imagine being someone who's who you know you know these like try hard people that really want to go ham at everything and They're have hilarious. to beat everybody. They're hilarious. Okay. Yeah. So now imagine you get one of those people and they get passed by doing a clown suit who's just having a good time, but he's also really fast. And dude, imagine he's, never catch pick, him. he's never hopping on a bike again. He is dude. so mad, never. so upset. But yeah. at the same time, it's to show these people, like, listen, like, we, we're just here to have fun. Yeah, like, don't it, take this, it so the only reason we're, we're riding bicycles. Yeah. The same things little kids ride, man. These are bicycles, right? Like, everyone's got to, like, we got to have fun. <laughs> we're, we're just out it. there to have a good time. Yeah. And, and that's, so that's been the thing we've been working on a lot lately is with the circus and things go alongside with the circus. That's what and, I call it the circus, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, nice. it's, a, it's a super good time, honestly. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's a really, good, really, really good crew. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, I'd say one of the things I'm most proud of is what's going on with that. Um, I mean, nice. my barbershop too, we moved the barbershop from downtown yeah. to right beside Sessions. So it's right next door now. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. We put the, um, we put all of our skateboards or so all of our snowboards, we pulled them out of Sessions and put them into that store. So that store is going to be exclusively the snowboard shop as well. Nice. Which is cool. Um, yeah, it's, I'm pretty stoked on that. Cool. And like, yeah, it's we're we're kind of we're in a good spot right now with where our team's at. So yeah, I don't know, I'm pretty stoked with everything. But as far as specific projects, uh, still in business, which is great, <laughs> right? Yes, dude, that's the one we want to hear, though. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So, no, that's cool. That's really cool. But podcasting is probably the most <laughs> fun thing ever. Like, dude, look at these names on this table, yeah, right? Yeah. You're gonna add yeah, to yeah, a couple you're now. gonna add to it after. But oh my sake, I. I you have to. Autographs, I mean, they cost money. See how much you want. <laughs> yeah. I'll expect the invoice. To <laughs> so I'll give you a shout out each show for the next six yeah, yeah. months. For your, yeah, absolutely. Uh, honored, you can honored. misspell your name if you want. Yeah, Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> People will know you're on the show. They're not going to be like, oh, is it John with an H or John yeah, with no H? Yeah, absolutely. But no, dude, I think cool. um, podcasts are a very, very interesting thing. And yeah. I think doing it, I was talking to a, friend, a couple friends of mine, really good friends of mine. One of them is uh, Matthew Bonin. He, uh, he's going to be the first person to, and I'm trying to manifest this for him because he's nervous as all hell. It's 10 months away. At the beginning of next summer for the month of July, he's going to swim <coughs> and try to be the first person to swim around Manitoulin Island. Oh my God. Stupid. Insane. But that's his style. So... Oh, he swam one of the That's like that's dude, crazy. Thing. That's oh crazy. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> I kind of made a promise to him um, that I would swim a leg of it with him. So like 300 meters. <laughs> yeah, dude, we'll like, see. We'll see. Dude, that's a, like that's I'm, a long distance. I told him I was like, dude, I'll do. I'm like maybe not a full leg because that's like a day of swimming. That's what I was gonna say. Like it's like but a couple percent of that distance. I was like, I'll do at least a kilometer <laughs> in the water with you. Don't worry. You're gonna have to train. You have to right. train for your kilometers. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I'll figure it out, Sean. I'll figure it out, dude. I'll hop in the water and go. We'll see. No, but um, yeah. So he's doing that. My buddy Patty B. Shout out to him. Um, both those guys, amazing, big inspirations for me. And them and I were having a conversation recently where it comes to podcasting and the difference between like money and impact and what you're doing your like your shows for and stuff. And with the idea of 
like doing it ended up changing the conversation topic entirely to money being a driving force which is very very tricky because in each industry we want to be unique and we want to be at the same time our customers come first right yeah obviously because they're the ones keeping the lights on but at the same time and i'm curious for you because them and myself also find this battle and I find this coming up just naturally as a reoccurring question on the show as the last few months is <coughs> how do you separate the different like separate the mentality of I need to make money I need to sell bikes but at the same time I love every customer that comes in the door how are you able to kind of pair uh, well, those, those together the same thing. yeah oh, those are the same thing for sure but it well I'm just trying to think of how to make a podcast, but in in my world, it's different, right? So like, uh, well, I say different, but like, I, I'm just trying to think about how to process that in the podcast world. But, um, for us, it's build a community service community. I've been saying that since the first Mm -hmm. day, I've been saying that like every single time. It's, it's, for us, it's all about building that community and we're not the kind of place you go, you know, I'm going to go buy a bike and then, uh, you know, never come back and never say, I mean, you could, yeah, you definitely could. If you have cool stuff in the store, you could come and just buy something and never come back. But yeah. like, generally speaking, what we're looking to do is sell the whole experience. We're looking to take someone from the like first time they want to get into biking or maybe they got a bike, but they want something just a little more. Mm-hmm. They want to know something about their bike and they come see us and then we take them from there. Right. And we do a lot of like, but That's cool. for us, it's it's all about outreach. So we do, you know, skills clinics is a perfect example. I do a lot mm-hmm. of skills clinics. When I do skills clinics, I do it for free. Yeah. Right. If I was sitting in the tech shop, like tuning bikes, like I'm billing. Yeah, you're rate, invoicing your time. Right. Yeah, for sure. For, for a reasonable amount, right? I'm Makes pretty sense. Good tech, yeah, but for sure. When I'm doing anything outreach, like people always ask, like I do, um, I did one recently at 40, uh, 45, uh, 46 North, I plug for that one. Shout out to them. I did man. one recently at the brewery. <laughs> and I um, take a cooler. Yeah, they do call it. But I did one with them and uh, we billed $40 for it. Right. With the $40, you got a cleaning kit, which mm-hmm. came with like a degreaser, a chain lube, it came with uh, a rag, it came in a little cute nice. bag, yeah. and you got a beer. <laughs> Which meant that that with the HST was about thirty dollars, and the beer at forty six, we averaged about ten dollars a beer. So that meant about forty dollars. Which meant my time is worth nothing, right? And so like, but we showed up and I talked for about two hours, with people, yeah. and went through problems with them and taught them how to fix their bike. But for me, it's about a bigger thing than look. Then let's say so we had twelve people there. Let's yeah. say I charged twenty bucks a head additionally. Mm-hmm. So I made two hundred forty bucks. What's the two hundred forty bucks worth? That's yeah. worth nothing. I get, what are you gonna, and don't get me wrong. Two hundred forty bucks is two hundred forty bucks. But right. for me, it's worth like the, the people that want to show up and be a part of that. It's worth way more for me just to have those people there right. than it is to monetize it. So for us, it's keep building the community. Mm-hmm. And if you keep building the communities and you keep being part of the communities. You'll, you'll see it. You just got to not be malicious about it, right? If you're malicious about it, if you're out there trying to like actively monetize everything, people can see that, right? And they, they it's Very super transparent. So. And yeah. if you're out there just trying to do good stuff, just trying to like put out good content, just trying to like, like it should, and I guess this kind of relates to podcast world, if you've got a good podcast, yeah. people should be able to find it. And if they mm-hmm. if they find it, you should make money off it, I guess. But like, if you yeah. try to make money off your podcast, you might make a bad podcast, which means that you make no money. Yeah, we were trying to find, we were trying to separate the difference, and then 
figure out the two and compartmentalize like which is like uh why you're doing it was the whole why of doing something at the same time of we just had i was just able to relate like i'm able to relate to what my buddy pat was doing because it's something that i'm doing by myself that's You'd like to do something because you can get better equipment, more this, bigger, bigger yeah, space, higher producer, yeah, co-host, yeah. whatever, whatever you want. But then at the same time, switching gears, how are you like being able to separate doing things for money and doing things to make an impact and grow and putting that ahead of the other, but, but still the keeping the same, things, right? Those are the same things, right? Because so money, like, like you can, your money has a real ceiling, right? Like if you, you're talking, you know, like you're making tons and tons of money and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, do you want to do a podcast and make 50 bucks? Yeah. Like, no, no, you're not, you don't need another $50. And like at the same time, influence kind of has a ceiling and like, I think it, it's, you have to have an objective to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's building communities, right? And like, you have to have like an overarching idea and like you just everything falls under that umbrella and you just that's what you do right and with us we make money by people buying stuff on our store but they buy stuff on our you can buy stuff online now you can buy stuff at any other store in town you can buy stuff um you could also just not buy things right right like but people choose to come into our store people choose to buy things with us for Mm -hmm. a reason right Right. they don't have to no with us building the community we hope that that makes a difference and it seems to right it's so. my a buddy of mine said a long time ago. He came into my store and we were talking about it. And he said, "Dude, he's like, what you've got here is like, you got to figure out how to put it in a bottle and sell it. He's like, it's the whole experience. It's the vibe. It's the feel. It's the people want to be part of what we're doing. Yeah. And the podcast helps with that, right? Like our podcast, it's it's not what you're doing here. You're yeah. doing here is a whole different thing, right? This is like interviews and meeting people and it's it's mm-hmm. growth for us. It's just taking our existing clients." And mm-hmm. just teaching them stuff, right? Take me through that. Like, how to get kind of, how did it start? I know we briefly touched on it at the beginning yeah. until I kind of yeah. cut it off because I wanted I wanted everybody to know. <laughs> yeah, but it's um, it's how they get started. So it's called the Sessions with Sessions podcast. Um, we uh, we just talk about bike sharing. So yeah, uh, so there's nothing to it. So it's just my circus guys, and nice. uh, I was like, hey guys, want to start a podcast? They're like, yeah, sure. My case, sweet. We started a podcast. Right, and, right, right. Uh, it's uh, and I don't want to burn you here. But uh, if anyone doesn't know this, it's surprisingly easy to start a podcast. I thought it was hard. All you have to do is buy a mic. It's actually ridiculously easy. <laughs> it's ridiculously the easiest easy. thing of all time. I was it like, was burn me. I was, like, I was waiting. It was a like, daunting thing, shit. man. I was like, oh, man, starting a podcast. I was, like, I was waiting, but... I went, on, I, went, I went on Google, I typed in Hashtag Podcast, I found Buzzsprout, I just clicked Start a Podcast, boop, had a podcast. Wait, it's wait. very, like, it's super stupid. Easy, and, but real quick, I want to commend you on doing more than three episodes because when i first started about a or sorry eight months into what is now a two-year project two and whatever many months after but dude there's a uh there's a statistic that i read when i was researching like podcasts and stuff and trying to really dive into understanding what is this medium that we're doing and because it's stupid new like to the greater world especially myself um you guys are being consistent and there was a fact that came up in this that said 83% of podcasts don't publish more than 3 episodes. Oh, I believe it. It's so, so it's again I like it's you guys the, for the, doing people that. like the idea of it more than they like the actual doing of it. Oh, it um, sucks. <laughs> people like, oh, this is going to be great. Like just like it's for tough, me man. at the end, like I have to adjust the audio a little bit. I have to add my intro music, add my exit music. That mm-hmm. takes me like a week and a half. Like I'm just so fucking busy. So it's like like mm-hmm. it, it 
So like, you know what I mean? Like, it, I, it's not like the time that it takes. I took it. I did an episode where I talked about trail system that you're not supposed to talk about. So I went in and I bleeped out sure. every time someone said the trail system because I thought it'd be funny. That's hilarious, dude. That took me. Yeah. So freaking long, dude. I bet. But, yeah. So, but like, That's you, you can figure these kinds of things out, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's fun. I, I enjoy it. And if I if I don't enjoy things, I'm not having fun with it. I don't do things. So right. Um, and it is a blast to do this. It, it's cool. What we're what I figured out with COVID was so we went to all zoom which did work in some sense because we had a couple guys that were that were actually working remote so we had one guy that was working up in thunder bay i had another guy that was uh, living at his camp on the island during covid so we, nice. it kind of worked because we yeah. could have everyone there the problem was with regard to podcasting is i was having to like direct the whole conversation and go like Hey, Glenn, what do you think about this issue? Oh, no. Hey, John, what do you think about this? And I was having to, because it, to keep people from talking over each That's other. That's tough. It was, it was Dude, tough. It's so, tough to listen. And then, and also, we had over. five people. So to organize five people's schedules to do weekly podcasts was almost impossible. So what had happened was we, we started with doing them weekly. Pretty then we were like, bi-weekly. Then we were like, whenever we get around to them. And then um, more recently... I said, okay, screw it. We're good now. We're in the clear. We're, mm. If we do in-person podcast, we're not going to get, you know, into any kind of political thing. So nice. I did one with my buddy Brunetti. Um, mm -hmm. He's the guy that does podcasts pretty well every week. And I did nice. two back-to-back -back in person. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. So I recorded them, pre-recorded them. I got to put the next one on next week. Nice. But like you, like it felt so much better to be in person doing these. Isn't it? And, and also I've learned smaller is a little better because you have a little more flexibility with time. If you're trying to put them out weekly, if you're trying to schedule three or four people, it's so hard to balance three or four So smaller schedules. as in like fewer people. Just two people, right? Yeah. Like two, three people. So now I have a larger group of riders that want to be involved with it instead of doing them all at once and going to go, hey guys. Like, now you have content for months. Dude. Exactly. Like so I'll just bang them out as fast as I can, get yeah. a bunch done, put them in the queue, and then just kind of... <laughs> Let them all go. Nice. Um, which is cool. But yeah, it's, it's the podcast thing's been cool. Uh, we just talk about, for us, it's it's different than what you're doing because we're taking our which customers is good, on a trip. And I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're taking our customers basically deep through the stuff that they ask about in the store mm -hmm. all the time. So if I have someone that comes in and says, hey, I don't really understand tires. Like, I don't understand why this tire and this tire and this tire. Right, and you don't have time to answer that in the store. Well, I do. I would take all the time in the world to answer that. Right. But it, it is a, a very effective way for me to go, hey, listen, so, like, I'll tell you this and this and this, but if you want to dive deep into it, check our podcast, look at this episode. Yeah. And then they look at it and they go, oh, okay, I understand. And yeah. it's, it might be a lot for someone that just, like, stumbles on a podcast to listen to, but mm -hmm. for the people who are trying to get the answers to these questions, yeah. right? We also talk about community like, you're trying to build. And it's, we, we talk yeah. about local trail riding. We talk yeah. about the trails that we ride. We talk with, uh, with people who are building the trails. We like, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it is very isolated as far as the community to try to grow this. And it's very global. niche down. It's incredibly right. niche. It's but the it's, smallest yeah. niche. Which is perfect, right? Cause it's not supposed to be this, no, I'm Crazy not trying to sell anything, JRE thing, right? I'm not no. trying to make any money off it. All I'm no. trying to do is... Like, it's informative, for sure. It's informative, right? Yeah, so if has someone you know, shops at my shop or shops at another shop and they hear these this podcast about tires, they can then go to a shop and feel a little less pressure buying tires because they know a couple things. That's it. Right? Right. They don't have to feel, they don't have to get sold shit. They can. They know a couple things and it's all unbiased. We don't talk about my shop versus another shop right now. We just talk about blanket statements cool, that yeah. apply to every single place mm -hmm. that like can help anyone with any buying decision as right. regard to like bikes. the do's and don'ts or what to look for and what yeah, not exactly. to look for. Yeah, we did a whole series on like items. how to buy a bike yeah. and it's like 
a low pressure like which these is are brilliant the things, by the way right? just yeah. just how to buy things to know things to know walking in the door because sometimes yeah. you go into a bike shop and you get a sales guy who might be someone who does is not super knowledgeable or maybe right. you get sold something that's on clearance but like right, maybe yeah. it's not the right bike for you so we shit. just wanted to tell people um enough that they can get themselves out of those situations yeah. and get themselves into the right bike and make right. sure you know and it's just more information is really all mm-hmm. it is man it's the coolest thing though about doing shows and i think what a friend of mine told me recently um is how interesting it is that you may not know who's listening which is the weirdest craziest thing for me to think about he's like dude you may not know who you're listening there may be somebody sitting there in the back room taking every single lesson that you've went through seeing your growth from each episode and each conversation from like being like really young and doing all these business things and making all these decisions and being as Alex calls us wolves and that is another thing altogether. Yeah. I'll tell you after, but, but it's pretty funny. You'll like it. But yeah, it's being able to like make those decisions and like seeing if there's somebody like, he's like, dude, there's somebody there that might be listening to you and you have no idea about it. Oh, no. And you could be making, like somebody could be listening that you've never, like you don't remember or whatever or recognize even if they were to come in to my garage right now or your shop tomorrow. I had a clue. Right? I had someone crazy. walk in my shop and they go, uh, hey, I'm here for um, an entry level hard tail. I'm a, I'm a weekend warrior. I would like uh, something in like 16 to $2,000 price range. And I'm like, whoa, all right, that's cool. Yeah, actually, like, this is kind of what we have. And she's like, yeah, I listened to your podcast, and I was very informative, and, like, I think I have the right kind of bike. That's what I'm I'm saying. Wow. That's (laughs) what I'm saying, dude. I think this is working. That's what I'm saying. I've also had... Amazing. That's so cool, isn't it? That's what I mean. It's someone I've never met before. And and she told me, she's like, you know, it was kind of intimidating. Um, This lady, she said, it's intimidating coming to a shop, I guess, because, you know, we're just a dirtbag mountain bike shop. And, like... It, it's intimidating for you know someone who's new to the sport or a lady that you know it's, it's all guys staff you know yeah. it's 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 a lot to walk into right for sure like, I mean it's kind of true right it's like it's, it's hardcore it's what it is and, yeah um, it's facts. and but the, she's like talk listen to the podcast it really helped her understand kind of would you which is a bunch of mountain bikers, right? Yeah. And, and, and it gets helped to know you, take the pressure man. off, right? Yeah. So we've had that. I've also had people like, you know, we, we I've been riding my bike a lot, so I've been doing a little less podcasting. And uh, I had someone message on my Strava, which is like where you post all your, your bike rides. And they commented on my Strava thing. I'm like, hey, John, when's the last podcast coming out? Come and on. Damn it. Dude, that's so funny. So, so we put the next podcast out a couple days later. But it, it was. It was <laughs> Did like, you respond to him? Were yeah, like, yeah, soon, buddy. I was like, hey, give me two days. <laughs> give me two uh, days. But it's, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's cool, man. The, the people yeah. that listen to it, you don't realize it, right? And you see, I mean, you see metrics and stuff on, on, uh, on whatever hosting platform, and you see roughly how many views you're getting. We don't have people using ad blockers and whatever else, but like, yeah. you, you're definitely getting people watching. It doesn't matter. It could be. You could put a video on and it's got five views and like it's still five people watching it. Still. Right? It's still five people that care. I find there's videos that I had one and here's an example and I'd love the guy to death. But well, yeah, I love the guy to death. Um Kyan. Okay. Kyan World Peace and I did a podcast that was ten right now on Facebook it is ten thousand plus views. Oh my god. Do you want to know what the average view duration view duration for this two and a half hour podcast half is? Half an hour. 35 seconds. 35 seconds. Amazing. Which means of 10,000 plus clicks on that video, 
that averages out to 50, like fucking 30 seconds, the amount of time everybody listened to it, which is the worst statistic. He's like, dude, he'll text me once a month going, hey man, 10K plus. And I'm like, <laughs> 30 seconds average view duration, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, but I post one with John, yeah, yeah. it's got 200 views, 45 minute average view duration. Yeah, yeah. We talked for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Which is actually, like, those are statistics I could pull up for you after. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's actually what it was. So if we chat for an hour and 200 people watch it, and then that averages out to a th three quarters of us talking, majority of those 200 people are listening to it, almost all the it's show. It's cool, man. And that's amazing, right? People take stuff away, right? Like we, exactly. Like, I couldn't believe that, like, we did, when I did this thing with 46, and mm -hmm. we had, like, that 12 people would sign up and pay money to listen to me talk about bikes for two hours and I was like well this is crazy I better make sure I give them the money's worth so like you know what I mean like, like yeah, that's kind of cool like it's mm -hmm. it's cool to get I mean we're doing everything we're doing we're building communities we're doing podcasts yeah. we're doing all that kind of stuff it's cool that people are listening people are watching yeah um, yeah, yeah I mean it, it's it's really cool just to have the it's I said when I started this business that I want to build a community and service community. I said, I'm going to do this a little different. I'm going to like take a different approach. And this, this is how I want to do it. Yeah. And it's been the same since day one. That was the play. Mm. And it is cool. This, so this last, we won a pretty cool award this last, this last fall. And we're sitting down after and we're talking about it. And I'm like, huh, not that we did it because we haven't done it yet. Cause it's something that always has to be, but like, we're doing the thing that we said we were going to do when we started. What was the word? Cool. Yeah. Entrepreneur. Okay. I was. And I have we, that. I want to ask we, you about it. So, yeah. We, we we're doing the same. Like it's cool that we didn't deviate. That we didn't we didn't change our mind. That we didn't do something else. That we're still doing the same thing. That we're still on the same track. And that people are still receptive to it. That That's people are cool. still yeah. stoked to be part of the experience. People still want more of the community. People want to still. Like everything, with yeah. all these little, like the little tasks and the things I have on the backbone, these little ideas and stuff, they're all more ideas to push the community farther and do yeah. more. And people are still stoked, which is super cool. It right? is like, really cool. It yeah. doesn't make any sense to me, but it's cool, right? Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> right? Can't yeah, I don't me. get it, but like, get I'm going to ride it out until the sun goes down. Well, I mean, if people want to <laughs> listen to me talk about bikes, like, sure. You're I'll like, I'll, I'll talk, talk about, about bikes. bikes. That's my Amazing. Thing. I'll talk about bikes. Yeah. So it's uh, awesome. yeah, and that's just that's just what we do. So it, and it, it's cool to see how yeah. how far it's come after five years. And I'm not saying this in a sense of like like we've made it because we haven't made it. Like it's no like like it's no like like it's not like we're stopping you, now. Yeah. How do you quantify making it? Yeah, you, it? you don't quantify. It's it, no. it's just cool that it's still working the same way we wanted it to from the first mm. day. From the first day when we Amazing. set put foot on the floor and we said this is a plan. You know, and they talk about business plans and all that kind of stuff. Like, for what I had is a business plan, which is nothing. Um, like, it, it, we had a bad idea, and, it, and sell bikes. We're like, if you would have told me five years ago, yo, this is like, this is what you're gonna be doing five years from yeah. now. When I started my business, I'd be like, wow, that, like, like, that's like the goal. That's cool. We did it. Yeah, you know, we're we're there. It's it's awesome. Nice, dude. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm I'm excited for like I'm really excited to see how it goes. Oh, I mean, like, I'm really so far so good. I uh, just gotta get outside of this pandemic. I have to get more tires. Yeah. Um, I can get more tires. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna start salvaging, like go around, pick up uh, bikes locked on the side of the road, tires. and then start, just start uh, removing them from. Dude, I'm sure you can figure it's it out. It's like it's getting crazy, but 
I mean, the cool thing was we're getting bikes this fall, and I'm hoping people see it. We, we're transitioned to a year-round bike shop. We're still doing skis, but we're doing mm -hmm. bikes all winter. So Right, that's the demand. Yeah, well, and people ride bikes all year-round now. Cause you've got fat bikes. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, And there's some bigger really service cool. stuff, like people rip their whole bikes apart. So we we should do that in the winter instead of in the summer. Right. right? Yeah, it's, get them prepped so then, then yeah. Yeah, well, it's, like a, it's a two-hour job. I'd rather do that now than in the summer. In the summer, we're backed up three weeks and Facts. someone's out the bike. It's, it's not good. No. So we're doing a lot of that kind of stuff. But Nice. So transitioning a bit, um, tell me about um, like your, like the auditory Side of things, loss. yeah, your hearing loss. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the best word to say it, but I guess okay. so. I'm you're super like, fucking yeah. deaf. Now <laughs> is the best way to put it. Is uh, I don't hear much. You're a lot. Yeah, hey, I'm not I'm shy. Trying, I'm trying to be. Uh, I'm not shy, but I did. Uh, the best a, way. If, if anyone, uh, is anyone, maybe a little Thank older. You, if you, uh, if you, if you still watch the news at six o'clock, I'm on every freaking day in a commercial. With yeah. My buddy who owns an audiology clinic, yep. and like <laughs> it's funny because. Only, like, people, you gotta watch 6 o'clock news. So who's that, right? So, like, it's all, and the amount of people, like, Stacey, my, mother. my fiance, she's like, oh, my God, every time I go over to my parents' house, my mom is like, I saw John on the TV! I saw John on the TV! And it's my buddy's commercial. And my Amazing. Buddy's put, my buddy's put a significant amount of dollars behind this commercial. It's not me. All it is, like, he asked, he wanted, like, a younger kind of feel to it, and someone who's involved in the community, which is what I do, and he, he's like, you want to talk about your hearing aids? And be honest, like, yeah, dude, you, yeah. sure. So we did this little commercial. Well, it was kind of cute, right? It was fun. But yeah, no, oh, dude, I, I'm amazing. not. I'm not shy about it. It's it's uh, it's nothing that. Yeah. So long story short, I've had a hearing loss my whole life. Um, when I was out west, it's it's kind of a funny one. I um, <coughs> uh, so I was in. I was 13 years old. I decided I'm no longer wearing hearing aids. I don't need them. Fuck them. I don't have a hearing loss. I figured out. I love it. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I got really good at lip reading. Really good at reading body language. So then. I I moved out west. So yeah. I, well, I started working at a shop. Didn't have hearing aids. Figured it out. Mm -hmm. Moved out west. Uh, and I was out west. I didn't have hearing aids either. I just figured it out. I'm working at this shop. Broke a cell, right? I got no money. And uh, I'm, I'm teching in the back of the shop. This guy comes in. Brings yeah. his bike back. He's bringing it back after I got service. He's like, yeah, it's still creaking. Okay. So I take it outside. I pedal bike around. I bring it back in. No, it's not creaking. It's good. And he's like... No, no, each has it on. He's like, no, no, dude, you can hear it every pedal stroke. It's creaking. So I get on the bike and I pedal on the ground and I'm like, still can't. No, dude, it's not creaking. Come on. Dude, your bike's 100%. And he's like, dude. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I, I'm definitely. I can that. hear things. So, <laughs> yeah, no. Come on. So I go into the um, the BC, um, whatever they call their, like, I can't remember what it's called, Employee BC or something, something like, that. like that. And I was chatting with them and I said, hey, listen, I have a hearing loss, I'm pretty sure. I knew I had one, right? Because yeah. my dad's deaf, but it's hereditary. I'm Anyways, sure. and they're uh, they're like, yeah, so you um, you have to get a, a letter from your employer saying he's going to fire you unless you ha unless you get hearing aids, and then we can help you get funding for your hearing aids. Come on. Okay. <laughs> so I go see Mike, my boss, and I'm like, hey, uh, Mike, so listen, um, I need you to write me a letter. He's like, you need to say you're going to fire me unless I get hearing aids because I'm super deaf. And Mike's like, oh, that makes sense. He's <laughs> like, like, oh, I my God. Now. He's like... We all just kind of thought you were an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And, and the way I got away with it, in hindsight, is so we were in a tourist town and everyone has an accent. So asking people to repeat themselves when they have an accent, they think it's their accent, not my hearing. And it's just I couldn't. And like, oh dude, no! You can see my graph now. Like, I talked to my audiologist. Oh, so Jean, he owns Subway Audi Audiology yeah. Clinic. Shows him. Like, 
10 out of 10, like, I've been to a lot of, a lot of clinics. My dad, even more so, has been to a lot of clinics. That is the freaking place. He's a man. Oh, dude, he's... And I, when, I, when I talked to him, and I yeah. was like, so my hearing loss, and this and that, and I said, I didn't have hearing aids until yeah. I was up. When, he, when I saw him, when I got back yeah. to Sebury, I actually... My hearing aids were broken. They didn't work anymore. And Come he on. fixed them for me. And he was like, yeah, he was like, they, uh, they actually weren't working anymore. So, anyways, but no. Sean said, there was, like, he's like, I can't believe you worked at a shop and your hearing aids, like, you didn't even have hearing aids. Like, you were making it work with your loss because it's the way the drop is. And it, I guess when it's one of those things you don't know what you don't know. Like, you, you just kind of make it work. But, yeah. no, 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 with my hearing aids now, I mean, I get, um, thanks, like, Sean's a mountain biker and I'm a mountain biker that has a hearing loss. So, uh, we got along real well and he keeps me up to date. And I've had nice. I've had a couple of different hearing aids the last couple of years, and now they're like Bluetooth, and they hook up to my phone, so I take calls to my hearing aids, and I like oh dude like, where I'm basically a superhero now <laughs> with my hearing aids. I'm like a half oh. cyborg. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, dude. Like I, I can take calls to them. I can do. Um, I can access Siri through them. I can, um, yeah, I can listen to music to them. I can do, Whoa. yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. Um, they, they've advanced. gone a long way. Um, Jeez. Yeah, but like as far as what it's doing for me now, like, I know it's kind of cool, but yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I'm going to reset it. Real. Double check and make sure that thing's working. Yeah, it's, it's about to. Nice. How you feeling though, dude? Not too stressed? No, not too stressed. Good. Just, stressed just, just drinking beer, having a good yeah, chat? No, 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 stressed. So what I want to know, and I actually penciled it down, um, with the ability to not hear as well, and it being hereditary, is your ability to like see better, so, or is, like, are you, um, do you taste more? Taste more? Yeah, like, like daredevil? I'm not, no, no, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. Like, is there like, is because that's usually my thought. Is no, like, no, if no. I was blind, can um, you hear? I'd say, I'd say, if anything, all it is is just so. Like, how does it change the senses? My dad taught me when I was younger. Because he had a hearing loss, and uh, he said you always look at people when you talk to them. You always look at people when you talk to them. You always look at people when you talk to them. And through doing that, you learn how to lip read. You just learn how to. Because if you're looking at someone, you eventually learn how to lip read. Mm -hmm. And that and body language kind of got me through everything. Once it got me hearing aids, I could also kind of hear stuff. I can't hear everything still. Like don't get me wrong, there's still some holes. But yeah. and th th those will never be a hundred percent. But. Um, yeah, I, I'd say all in all, now I have a I have a pretty good ability to read body language nice. and kind of read, like lip read and read body language helps a lot when you can, even if you can hear. In fact, how do I say that? Oh, that makes sense. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you can tell, you know, when someone's maybe having an off day or someone's maybe like that kind of stuff. You can tell just in the body language mm -hmm. uh, or even, maybe even their tone. So you're like, you're more, you would say more receptive to people's body languages. Yeah, just because that, that's, that's how you see people, right? Um, yeah. But like, like as that's far as like interesting. seeing better, no, like, I don't know. Yeah, you don't have x-ray vision I don't have, now. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Have, actually, I don't shoot laser beams, but like, uh, I yeah, don't have glasses. That's the, that's the upgrade. Know. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's, that's next step. So Amazing. Right? But yeah, no, uh, I think what's cool is going so many years without hearing aids and then having them. Now I feel like it's a, yeah, there's so many advantages to be had and mm. it's that's the interesting thing with hearing loss itself is for some reason hearing loss has this weird thing attached to it that i, I can't really quantify or put a name to yet i'm working on it but um you know no one talks about okay like, hey, you got glasses uh like no one gives a fuck no one talks about it but when no, it's a does. hearing loss it's a disability and people got like but how do you 
Like it is no different than glasses, but people seem to have right. a weird. It's an impairment about with it. a sense. Right. Yeah. yeah but the same as glasses. Senses, like, it's yeah. the same thing. But uh, like I remember in high school, my teacher going, yeah. my teacher going, oh John, yeah, see, I have a thing here with your hearing loss. Like you can go in the special room for the exams. I'm like, all right. I'm like, sixty percent of the kids are wearing glasses yeah. and the damn. Well, they're like, yeah, exactly. They're like, yeah, you can go to special room for the exam. So that's cool. Whatever. You get extra time. I guess they know that. That's yeah, cool. That's right? right? And then they go into the room like, okay, John, so what we can do for you, too, is we can print the exam in large for large print format if you'd like. And I'm like, well, what do you guys the hell is that going to do for my yeah. hearing? But that's like, and I'm like, but they don't. The but question, just, you're not just, reading the questions to me. Reading, like, what's going on here? People, and I've, probably, I've had times when oh, I went to college, they were like, hey, John, so what we can do for your disability is we can uh, we can give you a recorder. So you can record the audio, and then you play it back to yourself. I'm like, so I can miss it twice? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, if, why would I be if doing it's, it once, it's audio, hearing is the problem. That's, that's the, but it's, I think it's just because hearing loss isn't talked about enough. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing that, like, all older people have, a lot of younger people have yeah. now, too, especially with, uh, with you know, headphones, all that kind of stuff. Like, like, it's, like what my, so my buddy says, he's seeing... Um, younger and younger and younger clients year after year mm -hmm. and it's slowly breaking down those like barriers and those boundaries people are, are coming in to get hearing tests people right. are figuring that out but what Straight i'm in. having a hard time with myself is trying to understand why they wouldn't and like i get it if you're someone who has a hearing loss who you know no one else in the family has it and you're you know you kind of push away from it right you're a bit of an outcast yeah and you're like you know yeah. i don't i don't want to be that person who has a hearing loss but like right it's no different sure. than glasses or anything else, but your quality of life is so much better once right. you've gotten some hearing aids, once you've gotten some support, once you've gotten something to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Nice. Yeah, I mean, so far so good. It is weird because it is called an aid. Yeah. Like you have the aid, so it's like, aid. all right, well, now we're good. Yeah, we sort of. You got it. Well, kind of. And you got to get them fixed and you got to get them worked on. And they're like, yeah. like, he. I use mine, so the average person uses hearing aids is like uh, they use them a couple hours a day, but mine is sixteen hours a day, right? Like and like you, and right. I like max them out. Yeah, you're grinding, like dude. And you, you just like you like I'm using them a lot. Right, so you need to. Yeah, yeah it, and so you, you work out a lot of kinks with them. You figure out a lot of things with them. Some mm -hmm. hearing aids don't work with some people, and then, right. but it, that's all. That's having a good audiologist. You have a good audiologist, they'll figure that stuff out. Yeah, okay. nice. So kind of with that, do you have any like last minute? Uh, Things you're working on, or lessons, or experiences, or things you want to share um, before, or give a shout out to um, before we uh, part ways and uh, cut yeah, the show. I don't know, man. I mean, like for us, it's um, it's been a crazy year. It's been a crazy eighteen months. Uh, we're just kind of taking it yeah. as we as it as it comes. And I mean, we're we're super thankful for the community. We're super thankful for you know, I mean, everyone that's coming into the store, everyone who's coming by, uh, nice. whether it be to buy a bike, get a bike fix, yeah. or just hang out and drink coffee. Um, it's it, every day gets a little trickier, yeah. and uh, the patience that people is, are exercising now, the, the way people are coming in now and kind of being a little more understanding is incredibly helpful. But amazing, it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a trip. Uh, we're super, super stoked with everything that's happened in the last you know couple of years, and I mean, things keep working, and we'll keep being around. That's nice. about it, my brother. I love talking to you. Dude, anytime. It's super fun. Yeah, I'm glad. I think you're hilarious and really intelligent and just you got your finger on the pulse and you're innovating, you're growing and being around you when you talk about like bikes and the business and what you're doing and where you're going is just, it's very, very contagious and I look forward to seeing 
what you do in the future, and I appreciate you coming on the I show, do. buddy. So, yeah, thanks, man. Right on. Man, it's, uh, it. it's pretty cool being here. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. All right.